Business's Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. David Hooper with you. Bigpodcast.com is the website. And this is the podcast all about growing your audience, making an impact with your message, making money with your message. It's not about tech. If you're interested in tech, sorry, I'm not going to talk about it unless it's in service of these things. I've got a weekly newsletter. It's called Big Podcast Insider. This episode of the podcast is the audio edition of the latest newsletter. Here's what I'm talking about. Celebrity in marketing. Does size matter? Why aren't people listening to your podcast? Podcasting marketing trends for 2023. Pro DJ on a $99 mixer. A lesson for podcasters. Podcast name generator and what makes a good name for your podcast. Going to dive into that a bit. I've also got some classified ads for you. This episode is brought to you by Riverside.fm. Riverside is the leading platform to record studio quality, remote podcast and video when you can't sit down next to a person, but you want to sound like you are. Riverside.fm is a great solution to let you do that. 70,000 people and companies use it. It records locally on each participant's computer. Then it uploads to the cloud. That's not how most of these things work. Most of them go through the internet and you know what happens when you go through the internet. Sometimes things get lost along the way. You sound like you're underwater, start skipping. You're not going to have that issue with Riverside. You will get the highest quality audio and video. Riverside also does video if you do. I've got a discount code for you. First of all, know this. If you go to riverside.fm, you can try it for free. They'll give you a couple hours, take it for a spin, see how it works for you. And then if you decide you want to be a paid member, here's a discount code. You're going to get 15% off forever. Big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. The URL to try it out, riverside.fm that discount code, big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I talked about the elements of the podcast that I'll be going over, starting with celebrity and marketing. Some people like to follow along with the written newsletter. It is at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Everything that I talk about here, the videos, the images, the stories, the sites, all the links at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And when I go from story to story to story, you will hear this sound in between. You ready? Here we go. Celebrity and marketing. Pharrell Williams, he's a songwriter and music producer. You've heard his songs. He was in an act called Nerd. He's done duets with Justin Timberlake, Snoop Dogg. He did the song called Happy, collaborations with Daft Punk. You have heard him. He is very successful in music, but he is now the creative director of menswear at Louis Vuitton. You know that company, right? French luxury fashion house. It was a company founded in 1854. And the guy's hip. He looks cool, man. He knows what he's doing when he's dressing himself. But does he know what it takes to run a French luxury fashion house that has been around since 1854? Most of their business is in handbags, and that may be why they are bringing him in. They want to go to a new market. And you can understand this. If you stand still while the world is changing around you, most of the time, maybe all of the time, you are going to lose traction. So in some ways, it doesn't make sense on paper for a guy who's a musician, has had most of his success doing musical things to get a job like this, director of menswear, until you consider this. This is where celebrity and marketing comes in. The attention that he brings to a brand more than makes up for anything that he is lacking as far as design skills. He's driving that brand forward. He's getting them moving. He's introducing them to an entirely new market, bringing big picture ideas, bringing personality, 
not doing the hardcore work. There are other people that do the hardcore work, the people who have the fashion design experience. His wife is one of those people. Getting attention, it is difficult these days. We are very busy people. We've got a lot being thrown at us. Did you see the Chris Rock special on Netflix? I'll be talking about that in the next episode. <laughs> he talks about this. He talks about cutting through the noise. There are a few ways to do it. I'm going to add something that he didn't say. I say celebrity cuts through the noise. That's why so many podcasters will fly way across the country to do a five-minute morning television appearance that nobody will see, hoping to build that celebrity for themselves. And so many podcasting companies sign deals with the celebrity's unknown sister-in-law, hoping to get a little bit of that attention. Just get the crumbs, man. <laughs> I've seen this a lot with celebrity offspring. And you may have seen this a bit. Let's say you've got a politician, an actor, a book author, a musician, athlete. They've got a kid and that kid has a band, or that kid does a book or whatever. Sometimes it gets you through the door. Sometimes it's interesting. It's sort of a predicament for me if I've got a celebrity offspring being pitched to me in that I'm not a jerk, right? I don't want to ask, oh, so what's it like growing up in the house with blank? Make it all about the father or the mother and not about the person's career. It's something you have to balance, right? But it is something that's important. How can you make yourself a celebrity? That's basically what we're doing with the podcast. We are trying to make ourselves the person that people listen to. Maybe not a celebrity as far as I'm on Dancing with the Stars or I'm on the equivalent of Oprah or I'm on the big screen with a major motion picture, but a celebrity within your niche. Consider that. What is it that you are bringing to the table for the people that listen to you? And maybe like Pharrell, there are other people, companies, whatever, that would like to reach your people and they can do that because you are a celebrity. Let's talk about how to make this happen. Does size matter? All the spam emails that I get say that it does. <laughs> and they're right. But when it comes to your celebrity, maybe it's the opposite of what you're thinking. This is a great quote. A smaller community makes honesty possible. That is something to consider when comparing the size of your audience to the size of the audiences of other podcasters. A big audience is great, but you don't need massive numbers to do well as far as making real impact with your podcasts and even real money. In the next issue of Big Podcast Insider, I'll talk a little bit more about this. The small podcast issue, that's coming out next. But I've got an article, it's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It is about a guy who kicked out 90% of members of a group that he organized. He had 4,000 members, he knocked it down to fewer than 500. Like I said, I'm going to be talking more about this in the next issue, the small podcast issue. But I want to give you a couple of ideas right now, things that you can do today to start taking advantage of that smaller audience. One of the things that we are seeing right now online, social media specifically, Twitter more specifically than that, is that a lot of people are going away from Twitter. And if you're like me, I don't know, I got about 10,000 followers on there, 9,500 followers on there. That sounds really good until you realize that it's just a number. A lot of people have left and I've been on there for 15 years. So a lot of people were way gone before any of this stuff with Twitter happened. They have been leaving and leaving and leaving and leaving and leaving over the months and over the years that I've been on there. And I'm not really working Twitter that hard 
to get more of the people who are on there now to join. At the same time, when you go over to something like Mastodon, these other social media networks that are popping up, it's pretty humbling to go over there and have 50 followers, 100 followers, not even a couple hundred followers, <laughs> definitely not thousands. You may be thinking about this with your social media or with your newsletter, with your mailing list, or maybe even a podcast. You think, man, I don't really like this podcast and I want to start a new podcast, but this podcast already has a bunch of listeners and I don't want to start over. I get it. I get it. But consider this. Since being more active on Mastodon, and I'm still on Twitter for the record, you can get me. David Hooper is my username if you want to reach out to me. Since moving to Mastodon, because there is such less noise there, and this gets back to attention, what I talked about earlier, it has been so much easier for me to have real meaningful conversations with established podcasters, with established authors, with people who are there on Mastodon and into having conversations with me, maybe because of the novelty of something like Mastodon, because it's new, they're in the building cycle too. But regardless, there are people that are over there and maybe on your new list and maybe on your new podcast and all these things that you haven't built yet, just waiting for you to come to a smaller community and be accessible and be more excited about it than you are now than waiting on an old school social media network like Twitter, where you've built a huge following over the years, or waiting on that old mailing list that you've got. This is just something I'm throwing out there. Again, I'm going to go into this a little bit deeper in the next issue, but I want you to think about this right now. Maybe start a new social media account. If you go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com, you'll see invites for Mastodon. You can get on the podcasting server. It's just for podcasters. There are people like you that are waiting to talk to you. If you've got a big mailing list, let's say you got 10,000 people, nice round number, but you haven't cleaned the list. You haven't really interacted with the list. Maybe it's gone cold. You need to warm it up. It's scary to email something like that. I've talked to people. <laughs> this sounds so silly. Well, I don't like to mail my list because every time I do, people unsubscribe. Yeah, dude, what's the point in having a list if you're not mailing it? Of course they unsubscribe because not everybody is into what you were doing now. They were into what you were doing. And if you're not doing anything, they don't know you exist. So of course that's going to happen. But think about the people who are into it. Anyway, why not clean up your list? Start mailing to it again. To the people who really want you, start that social media account, a brand new one, talking about specifically what you want to talk about and start having these engaging conversations. That is how audiences are built. That is how celebrity is built. It's jumping in, having the conversations, doing your thing, letting people know about it. It doesn't just happen by sitting around. Pharrell, he puts out music. He's been doing it for over 20 years. He's taking chances. And you can do the same thing. And you don't have to have that many people to make a big impact. And if you've got a big audience, but they're not really interactive with you, do you really have one? Consider this. Does size matter? Yeah. Yeah, it does matter. And sometimes smaller is better. This is one of the things that I do with my live events. When I do a live event, I usually cap it around 100 people, maybe 125. I don't want a big event where thousands and thousands of people are coming. I used to have one. Had the second largest music conference in the country. 400 acts showcasing each year. 40,000 people attending. That's a lot of people. You might look at it and say, well, you're doing these small events now, 100 people. Yeah, man, but it's 100 really good people. 
And if you come to one of these events, you're going to meet a hundred really good people. You're going to be one of them because I'm very specific about the type of people that I want to deal with and the type of people that I attract. It's not something for everybody. It's something for you. And it's something for people like you. Just consider this. Does size matter? Yes. Sometimes smaller is bigger. Why aren't people listening to your podcast? I'll tell you why people think they're not getting listeners. Three reasons here. One, people say, because I'm not qualified enough and I need to get more training. If only I had more training, more qualifications, then I'd have more listeners. Or they say, because I'm not willing to brag about how good I am. I'm too humble. People don't know how good I am. Yeah, maybe there's something to be said about that. But again, to take it back to attention, you can brag all you want. That's not necessarily the best way to get attention. The way you get attention is having these small, intimate conversations, really making an impact. And you can do this with your podcast, where you are right now. That's the way you get attention. Is it a lot of listeners? I don't know. Is it a lot of money? Potentially. Small is the new big. That's the theme of this podcast. Also the next newsletter issue. You don't need to brag about how good you are. You just need to do it. So that's wrong. Third thing, because I don't understand social media. Well, if you're doing what I talked about earlier and you're afraid to email your list, you're afraid to post something because people can unsubscribe or be mad at you, yeah, maybe you don't understand. But that's not the reason that you're not getting listeners. Most of the time, these things that I mentioned, by the way, it's head game stuff. A little bit of truth to it. I just talked about that. But when you get in your head and you let it take hold, you fail to realize how easy to fix these issues are and they become way more worse than they actually are. Analysis paralysis, some people talk about. That's when you go home and sit around, mm, I'm afraid to do anything, need more information, need more training. You can always get more training. And I think good training and more of it, excellent. Excellent. But you don't have to have all the training in the world before you get out into it. The best training that you're going to get is actually doing the thing. One of the things that I tell new podcasters, people come to me all the time and they ask this, what's the best way to get into podcasting? Well, make a podcast. That's the best way. Because very quickly, you're going to find out what you know and what you don't know, and what you thought you knew, but you don't actually know. Let's take it back to that Chris Rock special. Anybody who's on stage, doesn't have to be Chris Rock. That dude makes it look easy. I know a little bit about the behind the scenes of how he puts those shows together. Let's just say this. That was not the first time that he ran through that performance when he did it live on Netflix. However, you watch him, he makes it look easy. You think, oh, I can do that. I can do that. You go to a Toastmasters meeting, you watch people speak. Oh man, they're not very good speakers. I could do better than that. You see that guy on stage, you're in the back row. Oh, I could do better than that. <laughs> no, you couldn't do better than that. No. Because if you were doing better than that, you would be on stage doing it. That's how that works. And everybody wants to Monday morning quarterback this stuff. I could have done that. No, you couldn't. You don't have the pressure that these guys have. What do you think that's like to have 10,000 people in a crowd watching you? What is it like to have a million people watching you on television? To take it to the quarterback example, say you're in the Super Bowl, what is it like to have hundreds of millions of people watching you? That's a lot that you have to tune out and focus on, man. And even if you don't have an audience, you got to jump in, figure out what it is that you were doing in your head compared to what you were doing for real. 
We all think we're a lot more interesting than we are when we start podcasting. We hear this thing in our head and that's good. That's really good. I talked about Ira Glass saying this. When you start podcasting, the chances are you are here because you have taste. You see something within your mind, you hear it within your head and you think, I could do that. But there is a disconnect from what's in your head to what is coming out of your mouth. You hear that playback of, oh man, sounded boring. It's like watching yourself dance at a wedding. There's nobody doing this drunk dance at the wedding, just having a good time. Yeah, woo, woo. Who thinks he actually looks like the drunk guy doing the dance at the wedding. He's cool in his mind when he is doing that. It's the playback. That's what gets you. That's what they say about people with alcoholism. You got an alcohol problem. Sometimes you don't know till you see yourself in a video. Woo, man, I didn't know I was acting like that. Okay, it's a wake-up call. Let's take it back to this. Why are people not listening to your podcast? Here are the real reasons why people are not listening to your podcast. If you are showing up, if you are doing the work, getting better every time, you don't need to worry about those three things that I mentioned earlier. Here's what you need to know. Don't even worry about these. One, listening to your podcast is on the to-do list and people want to listen, but they haven't gotten to it yet. People are busy, man. Had a guy send me a book on Mastodon a couple weeks ago. I want to get to it, but I'm busy, man. And his deadline is not the same as my deadline. I've mentioned it here, mentioned it on social media. I haven't given it the full review though because I have not had a chance to sit down and read the whole thing. It's on the to-do list. People want to listen and they haven't gotten to it yet. Two, your potential audience doesn't know how to listen to podcasts. You are in the game, in the arena. If I said, hey, how can I listen to a podcast? You could probably give me five, 10 apps, different ways that I could do that. People do not know though. It's not like a radio where there are a couple knobs and a power button. Tune it in on one knob, turn it up on one knob. Maybe there's a power button. Podcasting isn't that easy. That's why it hasn't grown like radio has. Make it easy. Don't just assume that people know how to do it. Do a screen capture video. If you're on an iPhone, do this. Go to this thing, click this thing, hit this button. That's how you subscribe to the podcast. Make it easy. Just put up a website maybe. Mypodcast.com. Click on the play button. Done. That'll get you in the game. It doesn't matter how they listen. We just want them to listen. If they like it, they will figure out how to listen remotely. Put it on their phone. Take it in the car. But for now, just make it easy because some people do not know how to listen. Number three, you're afraid of taking a position on anything and you're boring people to death. Milk toast, hooray for everybody. Everything is great. Everything's not great. Some stuff sucks. Some stuff is great. It's up to you to determine the two. Have an opinion. And I got it, gray areas or whatever. Well, it depends. Nobody wants to hear it depends. They want to hear how it is. And most of the time, they want a podcast that echoes how they think it is. Some listeners certainly want to think. Most do not. We've all heard that cliche. Well, what you want to do is have people like, know, and trust you. That's when they'll listen to you. Mm, Yeah, that's part of it. 75% of it. That other 25%, maybe more, they want somebody that they agree with. The solution to these things, the first one is to be patient, keep showing up. People who haven't gotten around to listening, they're going to come around. The second one, talked about the screen capture videos. If you don't know about Loom, I've got it linked. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You can do a free screen capture video. Explain exactly, step-by-step, Here's how to subscribe to my podcast. That will help you. If you're trying to build an audience, let's say your first 100 listeners, first 1,000 listeners, maybe you got to make 100 or 1,000 videos. That's not sexy. 
But no joke, that method works. If there was a gun to the head method for you must have these listeners by the end of the night, I would make these videos and I would send them out personally to everybody that I know. Here's how to subscribe to this podcast. I think you will like it. Please listen. Now, as far as taking a position on something, that third thing, that is probably the toughest one. That is risky. But like I talk about, it's also something that somebody wants. Nobody wants a milk toast podcaster. I've got a link to a milk toast podcaster. You want to see it? You want to know what that's like? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. By the way, if you're in this position, you're afraid to take risk for whatever reason, reach out to me. I've talked about this, Twitter, Mastodon, I'm on both. I would love to hear more about why you are afraid of taking a position. What are you worried about? Are you worried about people not liking you? Are you worried about hurt feelings, being excommunicated from the church? What is it that is keeping you from declaring your position on a podcast? I'm not judging, by the way. This is why I'm asking you, let me know. Let me know. I get it. It's not easy, man. It's especially not easy Thanksgiving, Christmas. You're hanging out with the family. (laughs) Nobody else has gotten around to listen to your podcast, but yeah, your relatives have. Oh, I heard your podcast. Why did you do blank, 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 blank? (laughs) They're all listening. So I get it. I get it. But let me know more about that. All these reasons how to get in touch with me, it is linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Podcast marketing trends for 2023. Jeremy Enns used to have a company called Cut the Bullshit Podcasting. And I loved it. Talk about that edge. Really took a stand, man. He's got something called Podcast Marketing Academy, and he's partnered up with several people in the podcasting industry, including me, to put together the first and hopefully annual Podcast Marketing Trends Report. This is your opportunity to share your experiences about podcast marketing. Also help identify what's working now when it comes to growing your podcast. It's going to take a few minutes for you to fill it out. It's not going to cost you a thing though. It's worth looking at. I've got it linked. It's newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Pro DJ on a $99 mixer. A lesson for podcasters. I've been a radio jock in a past life. I guess I am now, right? But I'm talking about playing music. (laughs) I do only talk radio now. And also in my transition from being a musician to working in the music industry, if you've not heard me talk about this, I've got years and years of experience in music marketing. That's the conference I own that I mentioned earlier, music industry conference. That's why we are showcasing so many acts. Anyway, I was a DJ as in a wiki, wiki, wiki music DJ in between my time as a musician and transferring over to music marketing full-time. So I've got a background in this. And back in the day, (laughs) two turntables and a microphone, we would have killed for a $99 piece of equipment that could more or less have all the songs that we need on it and sound as good as this guy is. But still, basically, it's a toy. I've got the video linked. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And I bring it up because a lot of podcasters that I deal with, young, old, new, experienced, intermediate. They really put a lot of emphasis on the mic and the equipment that they've got. And I get it, man. I'm talking into a $500 mic right now. RE20, if you're curious. I get it. Having a good mic, it's nice. But at the same time, you can have the best mic in the world and still sound like balls if you don't know what you're doing. So I've got this video. 
It's a guy, basically a toy. It's $99. It hooks into his iPhone. It looks like a toy. It's plastic. <laughs> it's, and it's amazing what he does with it. I mean, it's like going into a toy store, picking up a pink plastic guitar that's made for kids and rocking one out, man. It is so cool what this guy is doing. I want you to see it. I get that good equipment is nice. As I mentioned, I'm talking into a $500 microphone and certainly something like Isotope, that's going to be better than Audacity in a lot of ways. But I think you're really going to get a lot out of this when it comes to, hey, here's what I've got now and I want to get more from it. It's going to blast through every excuse that you've got of why your podcast isn't any better than it is related to that equipment that you've got. Because that's another excuse that we've got as far as this is why people are not listening to my podcast. Oh, I just don't have the great equipment. I don't have a studio in my house. Mm -mm. Look, man, the reason people listen to this podcast, it's not because of the microphone. It's not because of the studio. It's because of what they get from this podcast. The feeling, the help, the inspiration, same for you. And if you've got a $60 mic, if you can give that feeling, help, inspiration, that may be all it takes for you to get the audience that you need. Personally, I love this. I love podcasters who own the fact that they've got limited resources to work with. When I started Red Podcast, this is about nine, 10 years ago. This was the first only podcast thing that I did, not associated with radio, not associated with music. And I was used to working on mics like I'm working on now, RE20s, but I was working out of a radio studio. I thought, man, I could recreate that radio studio in my house got the Macintosh. I know the rack gear that I need to get, get a couple of these great mics. I could recreate this. And I thought about it for a minute. I think, mm, no, I've got a lot of people that are on a budget. And what I would like to do is differentiate myself from radio and show that podcasting is different. Specifically show that you can do something with a podcast that doesn't cost a lot of money and have it be just as impactful as something you could do with a lot of money and on radio. Have you seen the trailer for my audiobook, the big podcast audiobook? I actually owned this. I made it part of the trailer. It's a joke. Here's a guy in a closet recording a book with $500 worth of equipment, and it sounds like a million bucks. The idea was simple. Take 25 years of experience building audiences and put this knowledge in a book for podcasters. It took four years to write. It was revised three times. And the end result? 49 chapters, 462 pages, 92,926 words. Its name? Big Podcast. Grow your podcast audience, build listener loyalty, and get everybody talking about your show. There was just one problem. Podcasters prefer audiobooks. The solution? An Audio-Technica BP40 microphone. A Focusrite Scarlett 2i2 audio interface. A 10-year-old Dell laptop. And dozens of hours inside a closet. The Big Podcast Audiobook. Recorded inside a closet, using only $500 worth of equipment. 
but it sounds like a million bucks. And if you put it to use, that's what it'll be worth to you. Everything you need to know to grow your podcast audience. Personally read for you by the author, podcast marketing expert, David Hooper. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Podcast, the audiobook. Available now at audible.com. Go check it out, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I think if you can own that, that turns that liability into an asset. People are like, oh man, that's so cool. Because it's easy for somebody to make excuses for you, just like I was talking about earlier. Oh, that guy's up on stage because he's the son of somebody famous. Or that guy is up on stage because he just got lucky. Or that guy is up on stage because somebody discovered him and Netflix blew him out everywhere. They may be saying the same thing about you. That guy, he's just lucky. He doesn't deserve it. It's really cool when you can flip that. We talked about that here before. The flip, taking something and doing just the opposite. Saying, yeah, I'm going to own this $60 mic, man. <laughs> but you got to make it sound good. Nobody wants to hear your ramble cast. Just the iPhone voice memo as you're walking through the grocery store. Nobody wants that. You got to be able to compete with these big guys. I think you can do it for a lot less money. You're going to love this DJ video. Pro DJ on a $99 mixer, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Podcast name generator. This podcast name generator is a joke, I think. <laughs> I'm going to give you some examples of what it put out for me. Public Radio Voice, that's the name of the podcast. And this is the description. Empathy, honesty, vocal fry. Each week, a new guest finds out if they have what it takes to master the smooth, endlessly listenable voice that adds context to our favorite stories. I don't know, maybe you could do that podcast seriously, but public radio voice, pretty funny title. Here's the next one. I was really there and it wasn't that fun. People who are actually alive and in attendance at famous concerts, parties, and events tell us their sad, mundane, and deeply unsatisfying stories to help us stop romanticizing the past and cure our crippling FOMO. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now, that, I think, is a great idea. But, you know, there's a sense of humor to it, right? I was really there, and it wasn't that fun. Would it be compelling? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I was at Woodstock. It sucked. I mean, maybe it's a humorous podcast. Maybe it's got some depth. I don't know. Here's a third one for you. Slowly doxing myself. A flailing comedian attempts to tell all of their life stories in this weekly podcast. By the end of it, you should know their blood type and home phone number. We can relate, right? That gets back to the ramble cast. Somebody talking about every single element of his life, blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, let's get to the topic. How many of those podcasts have you heard? 10 minute intro. Hey, how you doing? Oh man, I'm doing just fine. Hey, what'd you do this week? Oh, you know, just hanging out, chilling. It was a holiday. Went to get some burgers with the fam. It was nice. What'd you do? Well, you know, I was a little down. Watched some TV. Did you see the finale of that show? Oh my God, you know. And then finally, it's like, oh, yeah, we need to talk about podcasting or the news or whatever people talk about on their podcast. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. We can relate to that. So that's why I'm thinking it's a joke. Maybe it's meant just for podcasters because we've all been on those podcasts. Or we've all seen those type of podcasts. But there's some pretty clever ideas here, and they may help you come up with some ideas of your own. This is something I found on the site that is very helpful. Types of podcast names. Number one, host-driven I say, if it's your podcast, put your name on it. I talk about this in the book, Big Podcast. I think that can be a mistake. 
I think it is better for you to not have your name on it. You could say with, but don't call it the blank blank show, the John Smith show, the Jane Smith show. You could say this podcast is about podcasting with Jane Smith, with John Smith. Most of the time, that's going to get you more listeners. It also gives you an exit strategy. Should you want to bring in another co-host, another host, it gives you options. Number two, descriptive and functional. This doesn't have to be dry. It can still be an interesting way of describing your podcast subject matter or its vibe. That's this podcast. Build a big podcast. It's not sexy. I know it. Clever? No, no. It is what it is because I wanted you to know what you were getting when you subscribe. Or more importantly, when you decide that you want to give it a shot. The listen that you give me before you decide to subscribe. Descriptive and functional, that's the way to go. Number three, eccentrically worded, hyper-specific, extra long. I was really there and it wasn't fun. Maybe that's one. That kind of stuff is fun. You got to think, how are people going to find this podcast? Are people going to remember it? Is it going to fit on a logo? Is it going to fit on a t-shirt? Again, some of this stuff I think is kind of jokey, but that might work for you. If you're kind of a jokey person, sometimes it's just fun. You might be familiar with pod people. Let's call them an employment agency for podcast talent. And they had a podcast called Pod People's Podcast for People Who Make Podcasts. Something like that. Clever, right? It's got a lot of keywords. You know, it was fun, had a light energy. Maybe you've got something similar. Number four, inside jokes, references, or puns that only your listeners would get. Yeah, that's dangerous if you want to get people outside of your community, if you want just an internal community, such as only the people at your office or only the people in a neighborhood. But you don't want to have something that you've got to explain to people every single time. You want something like Curl Up and Die, D-Y-E, Hair Salon, Blues Brothers, you seen that? Every movie, (laughs) they've got something like curl up and die. It's fun, but if you've got to explain it, you mean D-I-E? Is it a a mystery podcast? Is it, what is it? No, it's D-Y-E, hair podcast. Oh, you got to go into all that. No, 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 no. It'd be better if it was the descriptive and functional, how to cut hair, how to dye hair. That's a whole lot better. As far as listeners, not sexy, but as far as getting listeners, how to cut hair, man. Let them know what they're going to get. Number five, hodgepodge, combining or borrowing from any of the above naming conventions, as many great names do. Take with that what you will. Again, something for you to think about when naming your podcast. I don't agree with number one, the host-driven one. I just want to say that again. Do not call your show The John Smith Show. We don't know what that's about. You will almost always, and when I say that, I'm talking 99.9%, do better with something that is obvious than something that is clever. Got some classified ads for you. Swell AI, use Swell AI to automate your podcast episode summaries, timestamped episode highlights, and long-form articles based on the content of your episodes. I love this thing. You upload the audio to Swell AI. They do their thing. Whatever AI does, they give you a full article, 1,900 to 2,100 words. Those are the ones that I'm getting out. They give you episode summaries. They give you timestamps. All of it done automatically. I'm going to have Cody from Swell AI on here very shortly. We're going to talk a little bit more about this and how you can use it. But until then, I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Swell AI, you want to check this out. You can try it for free. It's like Riverside. Try it for free. See if it works for you. And if it does, I think you're going to like it. 
you can subscribe then. Speaking of small events, not really. It's about a thousand people. Rock and Pod Expo, March 17th through 19th in Nashville. Less than a couple of weeks away. It's the ultimate weekend gathering for rock music artists, podcasters, and fans. I will be there. Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting will be there. Larry Roberts is there. I got my buddy John Brennan. We're going to be doing a live broadcast. You know John Brennan? Season two of The Real World, The Cowboy. True story. That guy. Band members from Mr. Big, Twisted Sister, Except, Winger. You wonder where all the hair metal bands went? They're coming to Rockin' Pod. There's 70 music podcasts that are exhibiting. We've got a full day, a full day of podcast education. I'm running the show. You're going to get a lot out of this. Rockinpod.com. That is where to go. Come see me, Larry, Dave. A lot of cool people are there. I'm going to be doing a live radio taping. You can be part of that. We've got everything linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. I'm back next week with more thoughts on Small Is the New Big talking about developing this intimate audience and also what it takes to get attention in a crowded marketplace. If you want that, it's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And if you want this, the audio version, to make sure that you do not miss it, this is how to subscribe. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Got three buttons for you. I've got an iPhone button. I've got an Android button. I've got an RSS feed. I've got a QR code that you can scan. You don't have to press anything. You pull out your phone, you scan the code. Woo! That podcast goes straight to your phone. You can listen to me in the car. You can listen to me in the plane when you're on your way to see me at Rockin' Pod. Go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. You will never miss an episode. Go there now before you forget, and I will see you on the next Build a Big Podcast.